section four of folklore and legends oriental this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit LibriVox.org. recording by annie hill folklore and legends oriental by charles john tibbets section four amin and the ghoul there is a dreadful place in persia called the valley of the angel of death that terrific minister of god's wrath according to tradition has resting places upon the earth and his favorite abodes he is surrounded by ghouls horrid beings who when he takes away life feast upon the carcasses the natural shape of these monsters is terrible but they can assume those of animals such as cows or camels or whatever they choose often appearing to men as their relations or friends and then they do not only transform their shapes but their voices also are altered the frightful screams and yells which are often heard amid these dreaded ravines are changed for the softest and most melodious notes unwary travellers deluded by the appearance of friends or captivated by the forms and charmed by the music of these demons are allured from their path and after feasting for a few hours on every luxury are consigned to destruction the number of these ghouls has greatly decreased since the birth of the prophet and they have no power to hurt those who pronounce his name in sincerity of faith these creatures are the very lowest of the supernatural world and besides being timid are extremely stupid and consequently often imposed upon by artful men the natives of isfan though not brave are the most crafty and acute people upon earth and often supply the want of courage by their address an inhabitant of that city was once compelled to travel alone at night through this dreadful valley he was a man of ready wit and fond of adventures and though no lion had great confidence in his cunning which had brought him through a hundred scrapes and perils that would have embarrassed or destroyed your simple man of valour this man whose name was amin beg had heard many stories of the ghouls of the valley of the angel of death and thought it likely he might meet one he prepared accordingly by putting an egg and a lump of salt in his pocket he had not gone far amidst the rocks when he heard a voice crying hula amin beg isfahani you are going the wrong road you will lose yourself come this way i am your friend karim beg i know your father old kerbella beg and on the street in which you were born amin knew well the power the ghouls had of assuming the shape of any person they choose and he also knew their skill as genealogists and their knowledge of towns as well as families he had therefore little doubt this was one of those creatures alluring him to destruction he however determined to encounter him and trust to his art for his escape stop my friend till i come near you was his reply when amin came close to the ghoul he said you are not my friend karim you are a lying demon 
but you are just the being I desired to meet. I have tried my strength against all the men, and all the beasts which exist in the natural world, and I can find nothing that is a match for me. I came, therefore, to this valley in the hope of encountering a ghoul, that I might prove my prowess upon him. The ghoul, astonished at being addressed in this manner, looked keenly at him and said, Son of Adam, you do not appear so strong. Appearances are deceitful, replied Amin, but I will give you a proof of my strength. There, he said, picking up a stone from a rivulet. This contains a fluid. Try if you can so squeeze it that it will flow out. The ghoul took the stone, but after a short attempt returned it, saying, The thing is impossible. Quite easy, said the Isfahani. Taking the stone and placing it in the hand, in which he had before put the egg. Look here! And the astonished ghoul, while he heard what he took for the breaking of the stone, saw the liquid run from between Amin's fingers, and this apparently without any effort. Amin, aided by the darkness, placed the stone upon the ground while he picked up another of a darker hue. This, said he, I can see contains salt as you will find if you can crumble it between your fingers. But the ghoul, looking at it, confessed he had neither knowledge to discover its qualities, nor strength to break it. Give it to me, said his companion impatiently, and having put it into the same hand with the piece of salt, he instantly gave the latter all crushed to the ghoul, who, seeing it reduced to powder, tasted it, and remained in stupid astonishment at the skill and strength of this wonderful man. Neither was he without alarm lest his strength should be exerted against himself, and he saw no safety in resorting to the shape of a beast, for Amin had warned him that if he commenced any such unfair dealing, he would instantly slay him, for ghouls, though long-lived, are not immortal. Under such circumstances, he thought his best plan was to conciliate the friendship of his new companion till he found an opportunity of destroying him. "'Most wonderful man,' he said, "'will you honour my abode with your presence? "'It is quite at hand. "'There you will find every refreshment, "'and after a comfortable night's rest "'you can resume your journey. "'I have no objection, friend Ghoul, to accept your offer,' But mark me, I am, in the first place, very passionate, and must not be provoked by any expressions which are in the least disrespectful. And in the second, I am full of penetration, and can see through your designs as clearly as I saw into that hard stone in which I discovered salt. So take care you entertain none that are wicked, or you shall suffer." The ghoul declared that the ear of his guest should be pained by no expression to which it did not befit his dignity to listen, and he swore by the head of his liege lord, the angel of death, that he would faithfully respect the rights of hospitality and friendship. Thus satisfied, Amin followed the ghoul through a number of crooked paths, rugged cliffs, and deep ravines till they came to a large cave which was dimly lighted. Here, said the ghoul, I dwell, 
and here my friend will find all he can want for refreshment and repose so saying he led him to various apartments in which were hoarded every species of grain and all kinds of merchandise plundered from travellers who had been deluded to this den and of whose fate amin was too well informed by the bones over which he now and then stumbled and by the putrid smell produced by some half-consumed carcasses this will be sufficient for your supper i hope said the ghoul taking up a large bag of rice a man of your prowess must have a tolerable appetite true said amin but i ate a sheep and as much rice as you have there before i proceeded on my journey i am consequently not hungry but will take a little lest i offend your hospitality i must boil it for you said the demon you do not eat grain and meat raw as we do here is a kettle said he taking up one lying amongst the plundered property i will go and get wood for a fire while you fetch water with that pointing to a bag made of the hides of six oxen amin waited till he saw his host leave the cave for the wood and then with great difficulty he dragged the enormous bag to the bank of a dark stream which issued from the rocks at the other end of the cavern and after being visible for a few yards disappeared underground how shall i thought amin prevent my weakness being discovered this bag i could hardly manage when empty when full it would require twenty strong men to carry it what shall i do i shall certainly be eaten up by this cannibal ghoul who is now only kept in order by the impression of my great strength after some minutes reflection the isfahani thought of a scheme and began digging a small channel from the stream towards the place where his supper was preparing what are you doing vociferated the ghoul as he advanced towards him i send you for water to boil a little rice and you have been an hour about it cannot you fill the bag and bring it away well, certainly i can said amin if i were content after all your kindness to show my gratitude merely by feats of brute strength i could lift your stream if you had a bag large enough to hold it but here said he pointing to the channel he had begun here is the commencement of a work in which the mind of a man is employed to lessen the labour of his body this canal small as it may appear will carry a stream to the other end of the cave in which i will construct a dam that you can open and shut at pleasure and thereby save yourself infinite trouble in fetching water but pray let me alone till it is finished and he began to dig nonsense said the ghoul seizing the bag and filling it i will carry the water myself and i advise you to leave off your canal as you call it and follow me that you may eat your supper and go to sleep you may finish this fine work if you like to-morrow morning amin congratulated himself on this escape he was not slow in taking the advice of his host after having ate heartily of the supper that was prepared he went to repose on a bed made of the richest coverlets and pillows which were taken from one of the storerooms of plundered goods the ghoul whose bed was also in the cave had no sooner laid down than he fell into a sound sleep 
the anxiety of amin's mind prevented him from following his example he rose gently and having stuffed a long pillow into the middle of his bed to make it appear as if he was still there he retired to a concealed place in the cavern to watch the proceedings of the ghoul the latter awoke a short time before daylight and arising went without making any noise towards amin's bed where not observing the least stir he was satisfied that his guest was in a deep sleep so he took up one of his walking sticks which was in size like the trunk of a tree and struck a terrible blow at what he supposed to be amin's head he smiled not to hear a groan thinking he had deprived him of life but to make sure of his work he repeated the blow seven times he then returned to rest but had hardly settled himself to sleep when amin who had crept into the bed raised his head above the clothes and exclaimed friend ghoul what insect could it be that has disturbed me by its tapping i counted the flap of its little wings seven times on the coverlet these vermin are very annoying for though they cannot hurt a man they disturb his rest the ghoul's dismay on hearing amin speak at all was great but that was increased to perfect fright when he heard him describe seven blows any one of which would have felled an elephant as seven flaps of an insect's wing there was no safety he thought near so wonderful a man and he soon afterwards arose and fled from the cave leaving the isfahani its sole master when amin found his host gone he was at no loss to conjecture the cause and immediately began to survey the treasures with which he was surrounded and to contrive means for removing them to his home after examining the contents of the cave and arming himself with a matchlock which had belonged to some victim of the ghoul he proceeded to survey the road he had however only gone a short distance when he saw the ghoul returning with a large club in his hand and accompanied by a fox amin's knowledge of the cunning animal instantly led him to suspect that it had undeceived his enemy but his presence of mind did not forsake him take that said he to the fox aiming a ball at him from his matchlock and shooting him through the head take that for your not performing my orders that brute said he promised to bring me seven ghouls that i might chain them and carry them to isfahan and here he has only brought you who are already my slave so saying he advanced toward the ghoul but the latter had already taken to flight and by the aid of his club bounded so rapidly over rocks and precipices that he was soon out of sight amin having well marked the path from the cavern to the road went to the nearest town and hired camels and mules to remove the property he had acquired after making restitution to all who remained alive to prove their goods he became from what was unclaimed a man of wealth all of which was owing to that wit and art which ever overcome brute strength and courage End of section four